Thank you for joining us on the Leader Brew podcast. We are on an adventure to explore inspirational leadership stories from the classroom to the real world. In every episode, we'll bring new perspectives and fresh approaches to solving some of today's most complex global leadership problems. We hope you enjoy listening and gaining valuable leadership insights. Now it is my pleasure to introduce you to today's host, Dr. Rick Erwin. Hello, and we are so excited to have you visiting with us today on the Leader Brew podcast. Today, my guest is Delini, and Delini was a student of ours in the leadership program back around 2011, 2012, graduated in uh, around the 2014 time with a master's in international business and, of course, a master of science in global leadership. Delini, we are so excited to have you on the call today. And as you know, this podcast is our opportunity as faculty to catch up with students and learn about that journey from the classroom to the real world. So first, let's just get a warm welcome. Thank you very much. Lovely to be here and really great to see you again, Rick. Yeah, it's always great. You know, of course, being in person would be even better. But for now, we've all learned to adapt to this sort of new technology. And, it, it, you know, at least it's it's something. Because as you know, uh, I don't know if I re- it was your class that I started, which was the hashtag teach to keep. And the, the idea there was pretty simple in that, you know, we're in this learning together. I think we have to all stay in touch. And certainly technology has uh, been able to do that. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing now in life and where you're at. Yeah. So right now I am, well, again, on a new journey as usual, as I do. So um, I've just joined the marketing delivery and automation team at Transurban. So it's been great. I've learned everything from scratch, which is also great. I've only just started in that area in um, beginning of this year in March. So it's actually been a very, um, well, fulfilling journey and I've learned so many things. So that's uh, Transurban, if you're aware, is actually one of the largest um, toll operators in the world. So it's a pretty big company. So it was a big step. But yeah, I've I've enjoyed every moment of it. And um, yeah currently in Melbourne, as you know. Yeah, that's wonderful. You know, it's interesting because I go back to Delini and I think about swimming, swimming competitions, aquatics, aquatics management. And and that's what I remember. It sounds very interesting that you you really took a big leap of faith and said, okay, let me let me try something different. Yes. It's it's not easy. Um, like you said, yes, aquatics was my field. I, I knew everything, you know, even before I actually got on, on to the career side of things. I was an athlete. So for me, it was my sort of, for me, it was very familiar. It was comfortable. Um, so it wasn't that hard for me to sort of, sort of climb up on that side of things. So I did end up, you know, managing my own center, which was lovely, you know. So I went from being an athlete to a coach to, you know, managing all of that. So it, it was a great experience. But for me, I always had that sort of, I love learning, as you would have known. So it was for me, it was just learning new things. And at some point, I thought, look, I, I need to, I need to take the leap, I need to try out something new and, and see where it lands, you know, it lands me. And um, 
for me, it was it was it was sort of to start off with was actually just government. I just wanted to see because my partner worked in government in, in in Australia, so I thought, why not? I've always been in private sector. Why not? You know, go into public sector for once, see how things are, and um, where I got sort of the chance that came up was in transport. But it was actually a step back because for me, it was I went from management back into the customer side of things, but. I wanted to learn everything from scratch instead of sort of taking the leap and sort of struggling my way up to the point where I didn't know what was happening at, at the back end of things. So I went to back into customer service, to be honest. It, it was it was it was not easy. You know, you go from sort of being able to manage people to being managed again. But it it sort of opened my eyes of how different that side of things are. And from there it was sort of climbing my way up again to where I am now. So I went from when I first started was actually state government with Public Transport Victoria. So I kind of learned of everything, you know, how trams and trains and buses and everything works in Melbourne, which is great. From there, I went to Vic Roads, who who sort of still under falls under like Department of Transport here, who does licensing and registering, so you know, registrations and that sort of thing. So went there, got some experience there. And then I thought, oh, what could I do next? And um, then I found Transurban and I thought, oh, tolls, another part of transport. Why not? Sort of jumped across to um, toll side of things. And within one year, Transurban sort of gave me the opportunity to see what else I could sort of stretch myself into, which was great. And I've, I've had a bachelor's in marketing for a while and I worked in marketing. So I thought, well, I'll start looking at marketing side of things. And, you know, after a few different things that I've tried out, I was uh, successful to get into the uh, marketing automation, uh, delivering automation team. It, it was, it, it wasn't even just, you know, I, I tried everything out and I kind of selected it. It was a combination of that plus my then leader actually telling me, why not give that a try? And I thought, oh, okay, I'll give that a go. Yeah. So I joined them in March. Didn't honestly expect to still be yeah, with them, but um, they've thrown me in the deep end. I had a really great manager and a really great team who sort of, you know, for someone who learned automation from scratch, who really supported me and that really helped. So I've, I've loved it. Um, I've done so much in such a little time, but I've definitely loved it. Listening to you, you talk, and again, as I mentioned earlier, my reference point is aquatics and competition for you. But an expression you just used, they threw me in the deep end. That's really more of an aquatic reference, a reference to the deep end of, of, of the pool. And then a couple other things, you know, really pushing yourself. So a, a lot of that aquatics, if you will, that character that you built, those traits that you developed, have really transferred over into maybe unimaginable career elements for you and and yet you seem to be you know equally as happy so so you're really what we call leading with your strengths you know it's it's not so much about these outcomes it's really more about leading with the strengths and and those those i think are are your strengths let me take you back to really the the, the classroom and what i think would be interesting is thinking about the things that you learned and developed and explored in the classroom and how different are they now in this work environment, uh, which is, you know, more public oriented, more bureaucratic oriented, I would assume. 
Yeah. One thing that I've always, and, and maybe it's also because of my personality, but one skill that I always felt like I've used is learning something new. As, as you know, I've changed different industries, changed different roles, moved around quite a bit. You know, I've worked back in Sri Lanka, I've worked back here. So there's so many things that I feel like I learn something new every day. So being able to adapt, I think is a big skill, especially if you if you do move around, you know, different roles and industries. That is actually very important. It's it's not easy, but it's also being able to sort of um, get along with everyone, you know, build up your networks, things like that. It's all about adapting. And I think that's quite important as you move along in your career. Something from that, that's definitely one skill. And I think I learned that from you. You kind of threw me in the deep end as well when I think about I you know, those days. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, sort of threw me in the deep end asking me to, you know, present things and all that, which before that I would never think of doing. So for me, that skill actually was, that, that skill came in handy many times. I was able to present on the spot. I was able to sort of, you know, carry myself quite easily, very comfortably, not not sounding so nervous, you know. So that that was great. Another thing that I feel like the massive difference between the classroom and and then in the real world is it's not exactly everything that you learn as as knowledge-wise and skills-wise in the classroom. Sometimes it's completely different. So being able to sort of learn things on the spot, to be able to embrace things on the spot is actually a quality that you need, I think. Also, because when you change roles, when means you change teams, you come across different personalities. There are people you wouldn't sometimes not even agree with. They'll have different ideologies. They'll have different opinions. But it's it's not about that. It's being able to accept and being able to blend in and also being able to, and I say this, it's something very important to me and, and close to my heart is being able to celebrate with along with your peers. Instead of competing against your peers to be able to sort of embrace their achievements celebrate it with them and that gives you the feeling of being part of the team rather than you know sort of competing with everything all the time and it really helps you to build yourself up at the same time because you do get recognized for that you know being able to help anytime you know being able to sort of give it all 100%, you know, when, when and, and you'll have tough days as a team. So for me, that's really helped me to to build myself up in my in my career and also to take that big jump from aquatics to now where I am in transport. It's really helped me. Um, so, yeah. So really focus on building yourself, right? Because you do have to have that, that solid area. But it's really that second part of the equation that also is just as important uh, and and perhaps times even more important. And that's celebrating the success of others versus being jealous of others, envious of others, all of those emotions, which are going to get you absolutely nowhere. Uh, Instead, you know, find ways to, I mean, my expression has always been respect, reward, and recognize. And, and I think if you can do those three, master those, then I, I think you're off to a good start to have these relationships. Because as you've discovered, you know, leadership is a large part about relationships. Certainly it's about task, but it's also about using that influence. And, and to gain that influence, you've got to gain the trust of others and the respect of others as well. 100%. And if you want to compete, which I think everyone wants to, and being an athlete, I would always say, yes, of course, compete. But for me, 
compete is with myself. I always compete with myself. For me, I compare myself to where I am right now and where do I want to go next. So, so, so it's interesting. During your competition days in the in the aquatics world, did you find yourself competing with others or really competing with yourself? Or at what point is at what point was there that recognition that yeah. you know what? I'm competing with the wrong person or persons. I learned that since I was a kid. So I went from swimming to diving, a bit of diving, I would say, not so much, and then to synchronized swimming. So you got swimming and diving where it's, it's, it's an individual sport most of the time, unless you do relays in swimming. And then you go to synchronized swimming. You work with a team of two or a team of eight, you know, goes into a group. Swimming, mostly you're competing with others because you're obviously comparing yourself. But when you actually train in swimming, you're actually competing with yourself because you're trying to beat your own records every time. So that's, again, you're competing with yourself. So before you compete with others, you're actually looking at yourself, you're improving yourself. And it's the same with synchronized swimming. The lesson I get from there is you're not competing with your team. You're working with your team. So you're actually, you have to be in in synchronized swimming for you to get amazing results. You have to be exactly like your team members. You have to be doing the exact same thing at the exact same second. So that's about working together. So for me, it was always about where I do improve myself and where do I push from there. But another thing that I've found is every time I've compared myself to someone else, I end up usually getting frustrated. It's not exactly a great feeling. It also doesn't sometimes help you because sometimes they have a better strength and you have a different strength, which is better. So if you compare yourself to someone else who has completely different skill set, it is not going to make it work for you. So for me, it's where do I, you know, adapt or where do I sort of absorb that skill or learn that skill and where do I apply that or where do I apply my strengths into getting where they are? So it's always for me, I call that competing with myself and, and, and even mentally and, and physically, for me, that's always worked better than sort of comparing myself to everyone else. I think that's really good, um, really good insight. When, when you think about, you know, really, really you know, barriers in life, for example, you know, what, what I keep hearing you saying is, you know, just don't give up. Know know yourself, as Socrates is quoted with, you know, know thyself as really something very important. I I thought something that that you wrote earlier was take the leap. You will never find what you're capable of if you don't. And also don't give up when you fail. I mean, I think that's an absolutely important message uh, to to get get across. It is. If you don't take the leap, you would never know. Because for me, I went from, you know, aquatics to a completely different industry that has nothing, there's nothing similar between the two industries, if you think about it. And also, like everyone else during the pandemic, you know, it hit hard, even for me, you know, I I was sort of not working for about six months, I think. And and I remember thinking, oh, what do I do? Do I do I look at everyone else and, and sort of start, you know, thinking, oh, I need to get myself to back onto, the, you know, all these sort of things again? Or do I take a step back and do I start sort of figuring things out? And I did. I, and I actually, for me at that time, 
what I did instead was I went back into sort of studying. So I, I sort of, it was sort of increased upskilling myself. That was, you know, that was one thing. It kept me focused on one thing rather than the other. And also it sort of opened my eyes. Oh, I've got this time to look at my options. I got this time to sort of plan my career. Um, not hundred percent because you never know where you actually end up, but that, only all that happened and where I am right now only happened because I did take the leap. If I didn't take that leap, I, I still would be where I am, um, you know, two, two, three years ago. But that was also a risk and I'm aware of that risk. But for me, that was worth it. And I would not know where I can be right now if I didn't apply for those, you know, sort of opportunities. And like everyone else, nothing came easy. Nothing was sort of, you know, I didn't get successful in one day. I, I applied for many roles. I, I was not successful in some of them as well. But for me, that was a learning curve. I That gave me the opportunity to find out what do I need? What sort of skills do I need? What do I need to ups, I mean, upskill myself in? And that really helped. Uh, if you don't have those failures, and for me as an athlete, that was a big thing as well. If you don't have, if you don't experience the failures, Sometimes you don't learn and sometimes you, you know, you, you come back as a much better person if you do face those failures. And that's a big learning. And I think pandemic sort of opened that up that world for a lot of, lot of people out there. But that's important. If you don't fail, you'll never know what, what you failed on or what you can work on. And, and that's always something that anyone new who usually, you know, graduates quite you know, fresh out of um, the classroom. And I say that because when you come out, you think, oh, I will get this. I will get all these things that I'm after. But that's that's not the reality. The reality is very different. But if you don't take the leap, if you don't try, you won't know. And and remain really true to yourself as well. And, you know, in the process, because because you're right. I think COVID, COVID came along and if, if anything, it was, you know, our opportunity to reflect and really think about who are we? What do we want? How can we be better? How can we make the world a better place? I mean, it was that sort of opportunity where it felt like the world just stopped. And and I'm afraid that unfortunately, so many people got stuck in the, I've lost my job. I've lost my identity. I've lost my connections to people. Therefore, I'm just going to give up. I'm gonna hide. I'm going to just, you know, live in fear. I'm going to think that way. And I think your approach, you know, even in a pandemic remained consistent, right? And, and I, think that's, I think that's really key because even though what you're doing now is totally different than what you started out with, what you've brought with you continues to be your character, your integrity, your authenticity, your tenacity, your perseverance, you know, all of those elements are are still with you today, which I think really when I when I look back to the classroom and I remember you, I, I would use those superlatives to describe you, right? <laughs> I mean, that, that I see them then and, and I see them now. And quite frankly, I would expect to see them again in 10 years from now or 20 years from now. Right. I, there's just a consistency in, in, in really your, your knowing yourself that I think is, is the message to me that's coming across. 100%. And also the classroom, and, and I, I say this very 
uh, specifically with your classrooms as well. You you learn who you are when you're in the classroom. When you when you work with all you know different personalities, we had you know so many like if I think about everyone back in the classroom those days, all our friends they're from different countries, different backgrounds. You know, it was a variety of personalities, and I feel like you learn from everyone. There were different ways of doing projects and you know how they approach exams how they are usually on day-to-day on a classroom they were all different and for me that was great that was just my you know that's where I learned how how people are how people behave and how people sort of conduct themselves and to be honest it's not a massive difference from classroom to workplace when you think about it you get the same sort of personalities back in the workplace so if you think of what you've learned back in those days. How did you conduct yourself? How did you work together as a group? How did you approach different things and, you know, react to different things? That is important. That is exactly what you use back in your workplace as well. And and you can see that because I've, and I've come across many personalities who struggle to do that. And, and you think, oh, I wonder how they've been back in their, you know, back in their classroom. How did they conduct themselves? And being able to adapt, and I was, use the word adapt very, very, you know, in a very high manner. I think adapting yourself, adaptability is actually very important. You, if you can't adapt, then it's a little bit hard to survive you know, when you, when you try different things out, but that doesn't mean you completely change yourself. That does not mean you change your personality, but it's simply understanding the others. It's about how you build your network. It's about how you network with everyone else. And it's also how you maintain relationships. Well, this is, you know, this is so inspiring. And, you know, what I, what I want to do, one of the questions that we, we, we like to ask near the end of the episode is, you know, what, what would you say to, to that young girl in Sri Lanka that <laughs> has this vision, has this aspiration and, and, you know, wants to do something, you know, may want to come and study abroad or, quite frankly, may want to stay in Sri Lanka and, and, and do great things as well. But what, what are you going to say to, to, to that young girl? I think um, it's just that I, I sort of wish that I was this girl a lot earlier, is to take the leap a lot earlier. Because there were many opportunities, I would say, that came across where I could have taken the leap. And I, and I didn't because I was quite young and I wasn't sure and I wanted to be 100%, you know, be in my little safe spot, you know, j- just to make sure that I'm all good and there's nothing that's going to sort of, you know, put any blockers on my way. But it also helped me back. And I only learned, and like I said, pandemic, I opener because you sort of then realize, oh, things I could do, things I could not do, but now it's too late or, you know, all those sort of opportunities. For me, that little girl is take the leap then because I didn't take the leap then. And I wish I did take that leap um, years ago, but it's still never late for me. For me, it's not about how old you are or how far you've come or where you are. And for me, if, if you think about it's it's been 10 years, almost 10 years since, you know, I've graduated and I could compare myself and say, I wish I was in a much better position right now, but no, because why, why should I compare myself? But I did take the leap. And for me, it's just being able to continue that personality, to be able to take those chances and 
treat yourself every you know treat yourself as the, as the person who's that hardworking person so keep you keep po- being being positive and that doesn't mean being always optimistic and just hoping things are going to go well but it's just being able to stay positive even during like a time in pandemic which I kind of thought that was a holiday for me um you know because sort of looked at my partner who was just who was still going to work and complaining every day about how he was stuck at home. But um, for me, I thought, you know what, I could do that. I could, you know, be sad and, and stay at home and think about everything I couldn't do. Or I could just think, oh, this is a holiday that I would never get. I just get to stay at home and, you know, watch Netflix and be happy. Um, so that was it. It was just staying positive and, and taking the leap. Simple as that. I love it. I, I I love it. You have just, um, you have made our day. I hope you have inspired others. And, you know, I want to want to thank you very much for taking the time to be on the, the podcast. I'm absolutely loving reaching out to former students. Uh, Leslie will be joining as well and a few other faculty. You know, we should, uh, we should have this and who knows, maybe we'll have a reunion of the leadership program soon. Fingers crossed. I was about to say it's it's about time, Rick. It's about time you <laughs> visit us. <laughs> I think it's time, and there's definitely some interest. Someone else has to organize it, but I am behind it 100%. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us today. From the classroom to the real world, this has been another episode of The Leader Brew, and I look forward to bringing you more episodes. Take care. Thank you for listening to The Leader Brew Podcast please be sure to like, subscribe, and share us with others. If you would like to be a guest or a co-host, please reach out to us at www.theleaderbrew.com or on our social media platforms. Be sure to check out our leadership courses at www.weleapforward.org. A special thanks to audio engineer Jared Zimirowski for making us sound great and to Northeastern University and Swinburne University. From the classroom to the real world, we hope that today's Leader Proof podcast ignited the extraordinary leader within. 